Monogamish contains content intended for mature audiences. The views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only. Please enjoy the show. Okay, so yes. On top of all that. I decided to go specifically with a really small one because I didn't want to overshadow anybody. Shamed? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, and like my That's first crazy. and immediately the first thought in my head when somebody would have said that I was like, if it was really attached, would you have said that? Like, if it was, if it was natural born, yeah, right. would you fucking tell me that right now? No, you wouldn't. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> watch yourself. Yeah. God damn it. So. That's funny. <laughs> Welcome to another great episode of Monogamous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just got done recording. Yep. With Trish the Dish. Trish the Dish. Gomez's wife. My wifey. My favorite person of all time. <laughs> so we did this whole episode on compersion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is when we got done, maybe I should actually like read out the full like definition of compersion. Okay. And so, oh, yeah. so what we talked about today is compersion. Um, but Compersion is technically vicarious joy associated with seeing one's partner have a joyful, te- technically romantic or sexual relationship mm-hmm. with another. Mm-hmm. And this contest is very sexual. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's actually like from a poly term. Right. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the wholehearted participation in the happiness of other uh, of others. And it's that empathetic feeling that we get no matter what's going on. So, you know, Trish mentioned like at one point in the show that it could also be like just when your spouse gets an award at work or, mm-hmm. you know, gets mm-hmm. accolades for something that they've done. Even if it has nothing to do with you, it's that joy and that empathy that you feel, that happiness that comes from seeing them mm-hmm. yeah. happy. Oh, yeah. Um, but in the lifestyle, it definitely is sexual related. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, that joy or happiness of seeing your partner experience joy or happiness yep. oh, while yeah. being in the arms of somebody else. Oh, yeah. And I think we all do, especially do. if, you know, especially if we do this together. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, because when we do it together, it's still the same thing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, regardless. Like, yeah. you know, whenever we bring like a, a couple or an individual in, it's more like, oh, hey, you know, they get us both off. It's like, oh, cool. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fucking hey, you know. And it's that look of being able, like when you're in the midst of playing, looking over and seeing your partner and just seeing how much fun they're having or seeing what's being done to them. So you can Yeah, you're like, like ooh, ooh, I didn't know she was down for that. Right. That. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, she wanted to come on the show today. Yes. So we brought her on and she tells her whole story and it's really cool. And I chime in a few times because I am a point of reference. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I know it's really cool to have her tell, tell us how she enjoys watching me have sex with other women sometimes. Sometimes. And, you know, at first I didn't think she was really into that until she actually absolutely told me, like, oh, no, I do. Because as we've said earlier in the show, as you'll find out that, like, at some point there was a bit of jealousy happening that was going on that kind of was making things a little rough. Right. Yeah. And so, and which is so weird, you know, like when we talk, that's completely different dynamic than what we thought it was going to be. Right. (laughs) You know, serious. And that's like the loose definition of compersion Mm -hmm. is basically anti-jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exact opposite feeling of jealousy. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it was great to have her come on the show and explain that because a a lot of people think that um, as swingers, we just don't have feelings. We just turn off our feelings and they're like, you don't get jealous. It's all physical. And you Mm -hmm. don't get, yeah, we all have feelings. Mm -hmm. We all feel those same emotions. Mm -hmm. We all have to deal with the same issues that a monogamous couple might have to deal with. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have learned through either, you know, trial and error with our partner or through reading or through personal work ourselves, how to deal with those emotions, I feel Mm -hmm. like, on a a whole nother level. A healthier level. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Much healthier. So you guys are going to enjoy this. Check out Trish on our upcoming podcast. Um, Also, be ready for merchandise. We're getting ready to launch merchandise. Yes. Big drop. Yes, we're really excited. So if there's any shirts out there that you guys would particularly like to be made, but we're going to definitely have some t-shirts drop in that are going to have a lot of their slogans and our and our logo and they're going to have a, you know they're just going to be another way that you can support our channel mm-hmm. yes and so definitely check that out um, we will let you know once they have launched and that should be by the beginning of the fourth season yes oh, so yeah. so couple weeks couple of weeks couple weeks yeah look, look at a little about yeah about a few weeks. Yeah. We'll just say a few weeks. A few weeks. Yeah. Let's not put a specific date on it. Yeah, we'll right. just say Soon. a few weeks. So, this year. This year. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Love so, it. Definitely check out our website and you will be able to find links where you can purchase our our drops once they once they hit the stores. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, that's it. So strap in, get ready for this really enlightening episode of Monogamish Podcast. Right. Strap in and strap on. Strap in, strap on. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ishes. I'm Justina. And I'm Kenji. And, and we're, we're monogamish. And we are back for another great episode this season. I know. With one of my most special homies ever. Special homies. <laughs> <laughs> it's Trish. Go back to Trish. Trish. Hey. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Hell yeah. I love it. <laughs> Trish coming to update us on producer Drew and hers relationship, but yeah. also kind of have a little talk about some special stuff that she's been wanting to get off her chest. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I have a direction for the conversation today. I really want to talk about compersion and in its entirety. And also, yeah, just kind of uh, an update to the way we've been uh, pursuing our both lifestyles, polyamory and swingers together. And okay. yeah, it'll be a fun chat. So just yeah. to clarify, Tr- Trish is Gomez, our producer, producer Gomez's wife. Mm-hmm. Off camera. <laughs> <laughs> she was on the show first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but just remind us, how long have you guys been married? Uh, we have been married since uh, 2016. So we just celebrated... Five years. Five years. Congratulations. Last year will yes. be six years this year. And then we, we've we actually been open for, it'll be six years next month. Oh, nice. Awesome. But all together, we've been together for 13 years. Yes, that 13 years. Hell yeah. Almost 14 at this point. Good for you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> That's like right about... We're, we're a little bit less than a little bit less than this that. year. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. mm-hmm. So you guys are are polyamory you've been open or as you say for the last six years Mm -hmm. and you still have a boyfriend yes uh my boyfriend and i just celebrated two years back in october hell yeah congratulations Uh, on that too and it's super nice i mean we don't get to see each other maybe as often as we both would like but like our schedules have really synced well and like the time we get together we really do like appreciate it and take full advantage so oh for sure yep and, and then Drew, right now you don't have any girlfriends, right? Huh. Uh, no, I don't have a girlfriend right now. But um, you are looking for one. I'm actively looking for one right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard with COVID time. Yes, oh absolutely. My God. Right? It's been a, a, a pickle. I know. <laughs> yeah, I but know. I do uh, absolutely encourage him finding uh, somebody and even multiple somebodies if that ends up being the case. Hopefully. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it here pretty soon. So I'm getting really excited. <laughs> so let's go back to conversation. Trish. Mm-hmm. So let's start from the beginning. When you guys first opened, you were dealing with a lot of emotions yes, about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we opened in February of 2016, we uh, I mean, this was after years of conversation and, and things like that. And even previous back uh, when I was 21, we had decided that uh, that, you know, it wasn't really fair because when Gomez and I first met, uh, he was a virgin. Mm-hmm. And so the the big point of uh, my part was I didn't want him like to only experience me. That didn't seem fair. Okay. Especially if we were going to like truly live like the next 40, 50 years together. Like it just, it didn't seem right to me. But at the time when I was 21, the feelings of jealousy were really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, just, oh, yeah. the, just the idea of him like sharing that intimacy that only he and I had shared. Um, yeah. Like it, I remember... In the evening, after a few drinks, I was like, yeah, of course, we can try this out. And then in the cold light of day the next day, I was like, I have big feelings about this. And I don't. Right. And that actually caused our very first fight because he was like, he wasn't mad that I said no. He was mad that I said yes and then took it back. Mm-hmm. And so that caused a really big fight between us. Didn't last very long because yeah. um, we're really great communicators. Good. And um, but since since then, it had always been like a topic of discussion. You know, like, well, what if we ran into the chance of having a threesome? What if, you know, this happens? Da, da, da. Living in that one if bubble so long, mm-hmm. really. But so that, you had never really thought about it prior. It was more of a you were thinking about this because you didn't want him to have been with only one person ever. That was definitely uh, the biggest part of it. Um, okay. You know, for my own satisfaction, um, I am probably really like more more often than not pretty easy to please in the bedroom. I don't know if that's just because like I've gotten to train a virgin the way that I like. Or, <laughs> <laughs> Which has definitely been told to me a couple of times. Um, or, you know, or if it was just the fact that, you know, I've just 
Uh, I'm very uh, sexually driven. I you know, openly will tell people, yeah, I, I masturbate when I have the time. And I think that, you know, definitely helps, you know, just get me there a little bit better and easier. So does my wife. Any private moment. Yeah. If, I, if I have the time and I don't have the other option. Yeah. <laughs> That's it right there. But yeah. So, um, so for my own satisfaction, it wasn't really like I was looking to go elsewhere. Um, except for maybe like a frequency thing. Like, you know, I would honestly in a perfect world, I'd love to do it every day and maybe sometimes twice. Um, in a perfect world, I'd love to do it four times a day, please. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, and it's one of those that, um, with, you know, us growing as a couple, like we were also involved in a lot of artistic projects together mm-hmm. and like did a bunch of things like where a lot of our lives were in- intact. Okay. Um, so then what happened was, is that the, uh, this idea of him being with another woman turned from being jealous to what I describe as compersion. Like I wanted to see, I basically wanted to see him get his, you know, get happy and, you know, in that aspect from a different viewpoint. Cause okay. like the, the fantasy became like watching him with another woman and like him losing himself in the moment. And just like seeing that joy. So you actually like watching. Yes. Okay. Very much so. Okay. So, but you were okay with him because obviously you have separate relationships mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe not at the moment, but you have. Mm-hmm. And so you're okay with him having a separate relationship and having sex, you know, away from you or when you're not around, but you love to watch. That's Absolutely. your preference. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's, it's definitely like, uh, it can go either which way. Like it, just the just the idea that I know he's he's getting his satisfaction from somebody who is not me, mm-hmm. and like has that because like we've shared a big chunk of our lives together for a lot of years, and like just right. to be able to have him like see his independent side and like you know getting to getting these interactions without you know like me being present is actually just really fun for you know and like then the details he decides to share with me, I get really excited about. Like, I love it when he gives me details. Like, tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) But you do love to watch, too, because we've been at parties with you before. We've Uh seen it. We've seen where where Drew is hooking up with somebody and and then the smile. The biggest smile, right? (laughs) I'm off in the corner being his biggest cheerleader going, rah, rah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? But you wouldn't consider yourself a cuck queen. No, not necessarily. Um, Because it's not... Because, I mean, like, it's not fully evolved around that. Like, if we're at a party and, you know, he gets his and, like, I have somebody to play with, I'm not going to, like, wait for him to finish. Or, like, I'm going to go out and have my own fun. Um, And, like, it's not... It's not a specific thing that I look for every time, but it's a, it's definitely a bonus when it happens. Okay. And like, and, and that compersion, that like compersion is actually a very big part of what I enjoy in the lifestyle. Like okay. as much as I enjoy getting myself off and whatever partner I'm working with, just being there and watching him get off is just like a bigger piece of that fun for me. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, so at 21, that's hard because you're, the part of your brain responsible for decision making at that point hasn't even fully developed. Right. And right. and so to have the amount of emotional intelligence to go, oh, I think I can handle this. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, our rule kind of is <laughs> we don't really mess with anybody in the lifestyle that's like in the early 20s. Like we'd prefer oh, yeah. like 25 and older. There are exceptions to the rules Mm -hmm. and and we've been there with that. But for the most part, there's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of high emotions. There's a lot of shit to deal with Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with somebody that's younger and hasn't had either the life experience or read enough books (laughs) or even even because I don't think right. (laughs) I don't think you can be on the same level of like trusting somebody at that young of an age. Like life Mm -hmm. has to literally beat the crap out of you. And then like, you know, we built like I said, we built a life together where. We were a lot, you know, very artistic. We starved kind of, you know, sometimes because we wanted to live on our art. All of our experience together culminated in the fact that we can completely trust each other and talk about anything. Yeah. Right. And like, you don't get that six months into a relationship when you're 21. Or, you know, you know fucking six <laughs> minutes into it. Right. You know? <laughs> and like, you know, and that's not to say that, you know, there are people who can jump in the lifestyle and be successful at six months. There definitely are. That level of commitment, um, for, uh, for me at least, was, you know, like it has to be full on complete because he's who I'm going home to. Like no matter right. what I'm, what I'm going and doing on my own time, mm-hmm. he's the one I'm coming home to. Right. And like that has been established since like day one. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, there's a misconception <laughs> that within the lifestyle, or even if you have an open relationship of any kind that you're not a loyal person. Right. Yeah. And that is 
the exact opposite. Like the loyalty that comes within relationships in the lifestyle tends to be much more because you are closer, you are mm-hmm. communicating more. You've already established that trust or built what we like to call often on the show is like a foundation within your mm-hmm. relationship. Absolutely. To yeah. then go off and try different things and yeah. not worry about everything crumbling because right. you know your partner, you know yourself, mm-hmm. you've talked about what you can both handle and what you're both comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. And you've moved on from there. And so when we went from just basic topic of conversation, like what if, what if, to mm-hmm. like the first couple times, like we went to Montchalet and like these different places. Okay. It was, uh, you know, definitely dip the toes in. Like we didn't go like full blown out, you know, right. mm-hmm. uh, the first time. But uh, leading up to that for several months, like the act of fantasy in my head was us enjoying other people. And mm-hmm. like that and like, and it, it shifted quite a bit. Cause like at first it was like me getting, me getting on with somebody else. Of course, you know, right. that, that's just an idea that's really hot. Um, but then like it evolved to like seeing him enjoy himself. And then the payoff from that, when it finally did happen was like better than I could have expected. Oh, like nice. usually, usually when, yeah, like you kind of built these things up in your head and then it's not nearly as hot. Right. Oh, like, yeah. I think of, oh, yeah. Like I think of the, you know, like one night stand, you know, meet him in the bar kind of mm-hmm. fantasy. Like that's never as like great as you want it to be. It isn't. <laughs> but, like, this, but like this genuinely was like seeing, you know, like seeing that particular, like the particular look in his eye and like look on his face that I know very well from like this angle. Oh, yeah. But, right. Like from I'm watching it from over here. It was fantastic. It was better yeah. than I could have ever dreamed. And so and like we built upon that. And like the thing about going out together as like a swinging couple is like sometimes it's hit and miss and sometimes right. it, yes. we, we end up missing quite a bit. It's like, and you know, a lot of that's like our, our own game. Cause like we, we kind of feed off of each other. And if one of us starts feeling insecure, it's kind of like a feedback loop. Yeah. Uh, and so, oh, like, shit. And so learning, learning to tread past that and, you know, like open Those up. Expectations. And, exactly. Yes. We say it every show, <laughs> yes. expectations. Mm-hmm. We need to put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Yes. That's a great, that's a great one. (laughs) Because honestly, even when you have it planned, you can have talked to somebody for months. Oh my God. You could have this date planned. It could be going so well. You could dance all night long (laughs) and then end up back at the hotel room and he can't get it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Or, or get to, get to that point and it just, you know, somebody stops it and goes, you know, just not comfortable. Yeah. You know, like all like, of a sudden I got insecure about the situation and, and that happens. Yeah. yeah. Or, Oh my gosh. It happened where somebody started their period and it's like, <laughs> she had no control over that. You Absolutely. Know? All Absolutely. of a sudden it's uh, like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, well, yep. Let's move Whoops. on. <laughs> I have, I have actually, yeah, I, I definitely have seen that happen. Um, once or twice where like, it is like an embarrassing moment comes up that is like of nobody's, you know, it's nobody's fault. Nobody's concerned. Right. And, and like, it's really cool how most of the people in the community would be like, Okay, well, you know, yeah. maybe next time, and we know, did just like now, yeah. laugh it off. Right, yeah. this exactly. shit is a funny story. But yeah, it's because I have not met anybody in the community that has had a perfect, you know, game. Yes, ever. no, like ever. you're gonna yes. strike out. Yeah, that's right. gonna happen. Whether the partner of who you're hooking up with is not comfortable with you, or there's some sort of dynamic yeah. or timing, it doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. gonna happen where you strike out or you have that. Or the chemistry could be perfect and you guys go through with it and you're like, yeah, that was not that worth sucked. writing home. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Because it's a one night stand. Right. You yeah. know. <laughs> so you end up getting to a point within the lifestyle where you don't have those expectations anymore. Yeah. You're just going out to have a good time. Right. Because at the end of the night, I know I'm I'm going to at least have one dick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah, you know, and it's, it's definitely one of those things that when we went out, uh, to part, you know, to party together and have fun, I definitely wanted to see that success, uh, play out, but I wasn't, I I wasn't going to be upset if it didn't happen like that. Like I've always, I'm really good at finding silver linings. Like, you know, well maybe, maybe we didn't score tonight, but we did make some, meet some people, exchange a few numbers. Maybe it'll happen later. And like, I've, we've seen that. I've always rolled, (laughs) I've always rolled that way. I just feel like it's, it's just kind of better to find that silver lining and move on. But at some points there is like, um, a frustration, you know, especially, you know, if you, if you strike out a couple of times, like, right. is it me? Like what, what oh did my I do wrong? God. Yes. Yeah. 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 When and you get that yeah. string of them together, that, that's when it's like, God damn it. What or the fuck? Sometimes <laughs> if you just have a dry spell, you get in your head. Yeah. Like after COVID. Oh yeah. But, and it's not, it's still COVID times. And so we're still kind of dealing with that. But during COVID you had that 
freak out that you know yep. still yeah. exists does, of, you know of, uh, God, i don't even want to kiss them how do i tell them that i just want to kiss them and uh, don't want to kiss them but just want to use their, their other parts right right <laughs> mm-hmm. like i remember going i remember going to the ranch one time during like yeah and like they were open they were trying right. to do like the distance well they said they were doing distancing and things like that but like i've still to this day vividly remember like everybody who breathed on me and like that just threw me off so like I didn't want them that close right and like then why am I here like yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's a such a thing. fucking mind fuck right <laughs> and it was a huge issue within the lifestyle um difference you know there was a division in the community oh that some people were very anti like everything needs to quit everything needs to be shut down where others are like listen I know that this is going on but for my mental health I'm used to having more than one partner Mm -hmm. and being stuck at home with just one partner is weighing on my mental health. And so it was such a, it was just such a, Mm -hmm. you know, you had to do what was safe for your body, your body, your choice. Right. And you make the decisions and know the risks that are behind them. Exactly. Exactly. Which I mean, you know, is paramount in all aspects of the lifestyle really, because Mm -hmm. you know, with, uh, not just the, the, you know, virus kind of communicable diseases, but there's a lot of other things to, you know, watch out for and, you know, try and play safe right. and those mm-hmm. things. Right. I think that is another element of, you know, going out together that, you know, bonds, bonds a couple together. Cause like, you know, they're watching, they're out for each other's backs. You know, they're, you know, they always have each other's best intentions in mind, at least the mm-hmm. most successful couples do. Yeah. Right. Um, and like, and I have seen like it done poorly where like, you know, the woman goes out, four or five times a night, different dude every, every, you know, different time. And, you know, the husband's just kind of sitting there like, you know, trying his own success, but like, you know, it, the, the scales are very tipped. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's one of the reasons that every decision that I had made in lifestyle, I made sure that it was okay with Gomez first. Like, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. I, you know, cause at the time when I met uh, the boyfriend, he, uh, I was operating on a hall pass. Yeah. Okay. So here, so here's what happened. After the first year and a half or so, I looked at the numbers between uh, <laughs> Gomez and I, and it was significantly off. We'd been with far more f- females. And when you say look men. at the numbers, you keep a journal. Yes. You keep yes. a little log. So yes. I, uh, you know, it's not. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not like timed and dated, and, like right. scientific, uh-huh. but uh-huh. like it's one of those. It's an outlet for me that I can, if I'm having like feelings and stuff from a last encounter, I can go ahead and like write it out. Sometimes I write out like a sexual scene of like what actually happened. Other times I'm just like talking about it in more of a like casual, like this, this, and this happened. This is how I feel about it. That okay. kind of deal. Okay. Um, and so, and it's not dated. I kind of should probably date it. So that way, like when I actually read it excerpt, I know when it's from, mm-hmm. um, but like it's, it's more an emotional release for me because like, I've always had like at least one gay best friend I can go tell everything to, mm-hmm. but like, oh with, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I know the one now. <laughs> that is awesome. For Hell me, yeah. that's for right. me, that's that's Trish. Except, yeah. for, except for she's a gay man in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. No, it's very true. Uh-huh. Uh, yep, and say, and it's one of those like since life is so busy and I don't get to see him nearly as often as right. I do anymore. Like that journal really kind of helps. And then when we meet up, I'm like, oh my god, I've got so much to tell you. <laughs> oh, oh my god, <laughs> you'll oh, never god. believe what Boy. happened. Boy. We're gonna be Dude. here for hours. It's so funny whenever we meet up with your gay best friend too. It's just like that too. Right? Oh my god, I love him. I love you. Oh yeah, he's a great dude. But yeah, and so like having uh, having the journal definitely helps in that avenue. And it also like in in that case, I looked at the numbers and it was like we had, you know, probably the the company of nine or ten different ladies. Whereas like I had only been with like maybe two or three other dudes at that point. And uh-huh. I was like. Hold up. <laughs> That's it, crazy cause because I was expecting the scales to be tipped the other way. But yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, is it because, like, your preference on guys or was it because, like, it, nobody was approaching her or you guys were just approaching more women or like. So it was it was a situational thing. Like anytime we went in and had a successful situation, it was more often than not with either a single female who, you know, like got got along with both of us. Mm-hmm. Or um, <laughs> we had a couple of swinger friends who were really awesome. They were from Florida. And like they like they were Valerie very, and Steve. No, yeah. I'll just say their name. Valerie and Steve. They were awesome. <laughs> they were awesome. They shout were very... out to Valerie and Steve. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out to Valerie and Steve. <laughs> but uh, on um, they would uh, they're very extroverted. And so like okay. just hanging out with them, like brought us a lot of success and stuff. Okay. So, like, OK. And he was really fun to play with, like extremely mm-hmm. fun to play with. But like he was, you know, so just it, it was situational. But we usually ended up scoring more women like there was this. uh we were with Steve and Valerie and these ladies from New Jersey came. Mm-hmm. It was one of them. It was her 40th birthday. Okay. And she was uh, traveling 
all the different sex spots uh, in the U.S. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, with her best friend, who's a a dominatrix in New Jersey. Okay. She taught me how to properly spank, and that's something I still pull out at at parties. Oh, nice. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, and they came out, and uh, they... uh, Steve ended up getting them involved with us. I think uh, one of them was a smoker, a cigarette smoker. And so like, you know, offer them a cigarette and like, and we just all ended up having a really fun night, you know, but that they was- had a cabana. That was the best part was their <laughs> husband. One of them, his husband actually like paid for the whole thing for their whole trip. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. And yeah. actually got them. A cabana, and then we all played in that cabana. We were. I just remember like, you telling me the story. Uh, <laughs> hell yes, that is so it was awesome. A great yeah. story, yeah. And then, um, so that was super fun. Um, but like that, that right there was four ladies and two dudes. Okay, so it was, yeah. it was situations like that that led to these numbers being like really like, one sided. Yeah. Okay. And another part of it is like you know the female male female threesome is a little easier to obtain. The male female male threesome, which is on my bucket list. A um, little harder to do um, right. just because dudes like, you know, the, the dudes have to get along in a certain way. And I've never really yes. met somebody who gets along with Gomez in that way. And they really? have to be comfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for yeah. a lot of dudes, there's a and, you know, this happens a lot with Kenji because he's so. Look at him. <laughs> metro. He's so metro. It's metro. It's, but, he, it's not, but it's not metro. It's, you know, like my, my personality. His and like personality. Really, he's so friendly. Uh, he's so, you know, that they sometimes get the wrong idea. And they're like, oh, oh you want to do a threesome with you and your wife? Well, I'm I'm straight. And he's like, yeah, fuck, I am too. Right, right. <laughs> I'm a lesbian, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> and so we have that problem you know, often too. And sometimes it's their own insecurities. Like even if they know the other guy straight, they're so nervous that what if our, you know, dicks accidentally touch each other or if if our, you know, or I don't, or I don't like measure up or something like that. Mm -hmm. He's like, dude, I've had somebody go, Hey man, like going, Hey, we're about to go downstairs. Let's go do this. And he's like, dude, I just, I, I, we got to talk because I don't want to like disrespect your wife and all this. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, my wife likes to be disrespected. That's not true. That's not true for all you listen. I hate to be disrespected. I know. Exact opposite. But I was like, what um, are you talking about, dude? Like, I mean, I don't want to like force you or anything, you know? And yeah. he's just like, well, you know, we should just hold off this time. And I'm like, Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Cool. Right. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. No sex expectations. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So you realize the scales were tipped and I got to say, like I read all the time. So whispers just put out a a question and asked people, you know, that are in the lifestyle to anonymously say how they got, you know, what their little paragraph of how they feel about it is. And I would say I was reading through it and it was like, one out of 10. Oh, I thought I was going to be all excited for it. And then we got into the lifestyle and my wife was getting all these hookups and nobody was reaching out to me. And now I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, first of all, you aren't watching our show cause no expectations. Yep. Right? <laughs> that's going to, that's a cycle that's going to end. But second of all, for women, it's so much easier. Oh yeah. I mean, we can wink at somebody and they're like <laughs> you know, taking off their pants. I was, yeah, I was telling somebody earlier today, I could literally go you, you and you come on. Right. And like, yeah. you know, you, you don't even know them. Yeah. They're going, okay, okay. I'm down. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And guys just do not have that kind of like, they have to build a trust with a person before like that, that, that lady decides, yeah, I'm going to let you in, which I mean for, and most women, I don't really hang out with a lot of women, to be honest. But like, uh, <laughs> I know. Trish doesn't come to girls' nights. Drew does. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that being said, so like the girls that I, you know, the females that I do know in the lifestyle and the way that each of us have gone, gone about it differently. Um, but when it came down to like looking at the numbers and stuff, I was like, I, I can't, you know, like we're supposed to be like in this, you know, for each other and stuff like that. And I understand that like doing the male female or the, the two male at a time is like uncomfortable and may take a long time to actually get to. So I need to go party on my own. Like right. I need to, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll be respectful of your time zone. Like at that point he was working a nine to five job. So I was just mm-hmm. like any day during the day when he was at work, I'd be like, there was a couple of people I was hitting up and like, Hey, can you meet up for this? And da da da. Um, so that's how I met the boyfriend. He, okay. was, he was just a hall pass. Okay. And then like after several play visits and stuff like that, we decided uh, and like we were, you know, talking all the time on, on text, you know, mm-hmm. like anytime we weren't together, we were pretty much messaging each other all day. And so like it, it kind of grew into feelings. And I remember like 
like once I realized it, I was a little worried about bringing it to Gomez because like that wasn't ever a part of what we were going to do. Like, you know, like this was just supposed to be like just for sex and fun and stuff like uh-huh. that. But I truly felt that like, had you ever had the polyamory conversation prior to this? Um, not no, really. No, not that I remember. No. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not really. And so, uh, the hall pass thing was just supposed to be like a way to kind of even, even things out. And, mm-hmm. um, so when I brought it to his attention and like, I brought it to his attention long before I even told uh, the boyfriend that I did love him. So I was like, Hey, guess what? <laughs> Things right. are different, mm-hmm. but I don't see them like, and I was like, but I, you know, just because I have started to love him doesn't mean I love you any less. Oh, right? yeah. I feel yeah. like there's more space in my heart. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, it was a little touch and go for a couple of weeks after that, because it was, you know, he, he had some jealous feelings and I had to be like, you know, respectful of that. But overall it, you know, it's like that, you know, you can't, you can't expect your one, your one person to be your everything for your entire life. Right. And so like I found, you know, different things with the boyfriend that, um, you know, the husband just doesn't do. And so it's, it's allowed me to be more of myself in a different way than than I am with him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right on. People often say like my bestie, Molly, um, she has the best, I feel like, um, Oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Same example of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but nobody questions if I love all five of my children. Right. Ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody questions that. It's that as a society, we're trained to, you know, we're trained to believe that we can only love one romantic partner at a time, that yeah. we can only share those feelings for one person at a time. And that's just not the case. No, it's definitely not. Were you... Were you nervous that because you had found that, had you thought about what if he finds that? Now, if I open this Pandora's box, I can't open it just for me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, actually, that wasn't a concern of mine because I felt like it, if this was possible for me, then it had to have been possible for him. Mm-hmm. And if he had found the right person, I knew that like I knew that what we had built together was too big just to be thrown away on like infatuated feelings. Right. And I knew that, you know, both that I knew that both of us understood that. Uh, what worried me most about when I finally realized I did have feelings was just um, making sure that like I wasn't paying more attention to the boyfriend than I was the husband mm-hmm. because like like don't get me wrong I love the boyfriend but he's not my first priority and he never has been. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys consider to be in a hierarchy within yeah. your polyamory yeah. relationship? Yeah, definitely. And see that's that's different. We're we're learning a lot now. Relationship anarchy is becoming huge, and so we're we're learning a lot about how people are trying to separate the relationships. But for you guys, you're nesting partners because mm-hmm. you live together. You've, mm-hmm. You're married. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different now. You've not, you guys have never wanted children, right? And, no. And so right. that equation was immediately taken out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but how do you feel about having a partner that has children? Um, well, I mean, I am very fortunate in that um the boyfriend understands like my my desire to be child free and not really, you know, mm-hmm. uh, care for young ones. Um and so we <laughs> like it, it's <laughs> It's not a big issue because he hasn't tried to involve me in the kid's life. Like if, if, if it had been different and he like try to get us to like go out picnics and like, you know, like the thing with the kids that would probably put a stop to it because like, I'm not, I'm not here to be a stepmom. Mm-hmm. So the way that his schedule works out, is like a week on week off kind of thing. So like we've been able to plan around that. Oh, wonderful. Pretty well for like two years. So, and nice. you know, like I said, that kind of, that also adds to the idea of like, we don't see each other as often as we would like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like it's as often as w- like what is naturally allowed without having to force anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So Drew. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about your feelings when she told, when she told you that she met this guy. I think at first I was kind of like interesting like um i wasn't necessarily against it because i knew that like i'm not gonna lose her at all Uh because we've Mm -hmm. been through so much together that i knew that like okay well i knew that the the boyfriend wouldn't be able to like not necessarily compete but he wouldn't be able to replace me Mm -hmm. right i remember how you guys explain how like yeah well you can find the best someone could give you as good of a blowjob as justina but Mm -hmm. you'll never replace her yeah right that's how I felt with her. Like I've actually even told her this. Someone asked me, "Is like, aren't you ever afraid that you're that she's gonna find hook up with someone who's better at sex than you or has a bigger dick than you?" And I'm like, I hope so, mm-hmm. <laughs> because she doesn't deserve anything less than what she gets from me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like right. she gets me, and then it has to get go up from there, and I kind of have to sit. And that's why I have I, such a hard time playing. Yeah, is <laughs> because my bar is set so high. Yes. <laughs> All the way up. All the way up. So I knew that I would never have the issue of losing her, but I did have moments where 
and we these come up a few times where like because i w- want us to do more party stuff like we want i want us to go out more and stuff. okay and as like, a couple as together. a couple as a couple but we would have these moments where we can't we would we wouldn't go out or she'd be too tired because she's seen the public too much because that's the difference between us is that mm-hmm. you know i do the podcast and i'm generally by myself or with you guys with guests mm-hmm. but i'm generally by myself editing Mm-hmm. Whereas, so, whereas I have a front-facing customer service job, so oh yeah. right. four days a yeah. week I see anywhere between 100 and 300 people. Right, and that oh yeah. does, and that and your that place souls, is fucking busy. As that, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that fills my like social meter a lot because mm-hmm. you know like I have to be presentable and happy to the public, and so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't Trish, be. Alone. Trish has all the love in the world, but only so much happiness. <laughs> so yeah, it's so, like, like it's that time of day where I have to put my smile on. <laughs> yes. Right. So using, you know, so, you know, that meter being maxed out and then him wanting to go out because he hasn't seen anybody all mm-hmm. week. And it's like, I, I get you. I understand. But like, I'm yeah. exhausted from the people I've waited on. Uh-huh. Right. So like a lot. So there was a, a quite a few times where like he would have to go out without me. And that practically. Or makes, I wouldn't be able to go out because a lot of the places I want to go to are right. like couples only or right. like and, single and, guys, like eight times more of the expense to go out. Right. And, stuff. And, so, and it's so much different. Like when you don't go out as a couple to yes. lifestyle parties, mm-hmm. you know, as a single guy, mm-hmm. you know, then it's just like. What the fuck? What is this go? guy? Well, my wife's at home. And they're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. your wife's at home. Sure. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the good thing is now you're out, you go out with us a lot. I yeah. do. So even yeah. if Trish isn't there, we can be like, yes, his oh, wife yeah, really that. is at oh, home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I vouch for him. He's I not vouch for him. Guy. I vouch for him. <laughs> He's not the creeper that followed us in. I swear to God. Yeah. Swear to you. But, but the other side of that is like, sometimes I wouldn't be able to go down. And then she's like, well, I've already scheduled this thing with Jim. And I'd be like, but we haven't done anything as a couple in a while like ah yeah yeah i know oh god i mean i'm we're we're working on that i mean Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that we've been kind of really like i mean i feel like i've been honing in on more but like we've been really fixing and kind of being more like i understand that i'm gonna go see even though we haven't done anything but we will do something like next time i'm like all right yeah right you're gonna have to splice in boyfriend yeah <laughs> boyfriend that's okay that's boyfriend. right but anyway so uh but actually that helps me lead to my next segue because uh us playing together only kind of works in the fact that like you know we're we're hunting for specific things like for right. instance i'm mm-hmm. not i'm not looking to down i'm not looking to go down on women And like, you know, I've heard it described as like by selfish and like a whole bunch of other terms. Like you can, you can go down all day if you want. Like, I don't don't really care. I don't like returning that. I don't. Did you, did you do it before? No, no, no. Never. So Um, so it's a never, it's a never thing. Yeah. Like the older I have gotten, the less appealing it is. Okay. And so. But that doesn't mean that you don't like to play with women. Right. Which is what we've got to clarify. Right. You like to touch and you also like to peg women. Yes. So Mm -hmm. what, uh, so when I was faced with the fact that I am a, I'm a pleaser. Like if any, if I take somebody to bed, all I really want is for them, like, just to get all the pleasure out of them. Oh, that's that's my biggest kink. It's just I want to see them overflow with pleasure. That's both of us, though. Yeah, and so it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's our thing. Yeah. So uh, when I came to the realization that I wouldn't be able to do that by going down because it's not one of the things I want to do, um, I turned to the idea of getting a strap on. And uh-huh. it, and at first, I was a little nervous about it because, like, it wasn't you know it's not a normal thing. You know, you don't. I, before I had done it, I'd only ever seen one other time where somebody had brought like toys like that. And uh-huh. it was this really awesome group of like, there were like six or seven of them. Do you remember this? Six and seven, like they were younger than us, but not by much. Yeah. And they all like just took turns playing with each other. And like one would be in the middle and then like they'd get up and someone else would get in the middle. And that was like, they were, like, they were there for like they two hours. Women. All yeah. women. No, oh. no, no. It was, it was like three dudes, four chicks. Oh, okay. Okay. I remember yeah. them now, and, yeah. But like they each took a turn on everybody and it was just so cool to see. But it was the only other time I'd ever seen like that kind of toy being used. Okay. So like once in two or three years. And then, so I decided to get one. Um, my gay best friend helped me shop for it. Uh, <laughs> and it was awesome. And then what's really funny is that a different friend got in my head about, he told, he told me that his, his partner didn't have the dog muscles for it. Oh, that's, that's, that's what he said. Funny. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> and like, he got in my head, like the first time I was going to go use it, I was like, well, what if I, what if I can't do the motion? Right. And right. So I ended up, Telling the lady, I was like, you know what? Why don't I lay down and you just go ahead and ride on top of me, and that you know that way you can be in control. Because like I was really worried about. This is the first time, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I remember. That was what the fun thing that was fucked up about that night was everyone kept going, "Oh, your strap on's really small." Yes. Okay. So yes. On top of all that. 
I decided to go specifically with a really small one because I didn't want to overshadow strap anybody. on shamed. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. And like my That's first crazy. And immediately the first thought in my head when somebody would have said that, I was like, if it was really attached, would you have said that? Like if it was if it was natural born, yeah. right. would you fucking tell me that right now? No, you wouldn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Strap watch yourself. On shame. Yeah. God damn it. So That's funny. and like, you know, it's like and I try to circle back to the up. <laughs> Strap on shame. Strap on shame. <laughs> but yeah. And so like they, you know, I was like, and but I got in my head about it and so I didn't want to uh didn't want to screw anything up because my whole thing was I can't feel the end of it. So if I end up hitting their cervix or something, oh my I'm not going to know. Right. right. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I went small because I don't want to fucking hurt anybody. And you're you know? such a fucking pleaser. And you're like, dude, I don't want to fucking Yeah. And also, yeah. And, like, and ah. FYI, males and females out there that don't know this, size isn't everything. Yep. It's that motion of the ocean, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Can you hit the right spot the right times over that and over and over? Not, sometimes <laughs> that doesn't help for you. Go, oh my God. But yeah. So um, it was oh, yeah. quite a few weeks later when I actually got to use it properly and actually do the motions and stuff. And I fell in love. Like I it was like, you know, I was born again and I knew who I was. Did you like, um, watch, wow. did you like watch videos? Like, you know, well, practice I mean, that? okay. So basically Jesus I have, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, no. Um, so basically I have, a couple different Reddit profiles. Mm-hmm. I have like one for like the one I do actively watch and then like a naughty one. Mm-hmm. And that naughty one has quite a bit of like variation to it. Uh, you know, lots of gay stuff and uh, you know, just, just like, you know, so like, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that was my, yeah, that was my, I mean, I've gotten so many good, like, uh, uh, blowjob tips from, from Dude, stuff like hints that. and tips from fucking <laughs> yeah. Reddit. Shout out to Reddit. Yep, yep. Jesus. It, it's sad because that's the only place that we have right now. It's not like mm-hmm. you're learning your sex education on TV or on social media. Right. Yeah. Um, in these days. And when we were younger, you didn't even have it on TV or social media. So yep. I know you got that weird talk from your fucking gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All those days. And, All those days. But even then, it's like, you, even if you got the talk from your gym teacher, your gym teacher wasn't going to teach you how to use a strap on. No. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tell you not, not to give a good blowjob. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that one maybe. That one maybe. <laughs> depending on, depending on the school district. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> depending on what kind of gym teacher you're yeah, stuck with. That shit <laughs> True. Stop but yeah. It. So and then once I realized that I enjoyed it, like you know, it was definitely became one of the the active things that you know I looked for to have success in, in lifestyle because it's I mean you know it's an interesting and fun idea to like basically peg peg somebody while you know like they're servicing like going giving a blowjob to Gomez mm-hmm. like you know that 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 um like sandwich kind of thing you know oh, right yeah. and it was a way for me to be like present and please people in a way that I was more comfortable right and so and but pegging in like a uh like party setting there's people around very very different from like Pegging, you know. Uh, oh my god, in a more intimate setting. Yeah, in a more intimate Holy setting. Holy shit! And dude, pegging with like a different party or like the club <laughs> compared to like your like close knit group and shit. Yeah. Holy fuck! Absolutely. But Way I think different. that's with everything, not just pegging. Like with sex in general. Even though we're all very sex positive in the community and we're all open to seeing pretty much anything, mm-hmm. you know. Like I'm, I'm interested. I want to watch. I'm a total voyeur. Right. But at the same time, like I would say, when I when the roles are reversed and we're playing in in a public area, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen very often because I'm an exhibitionist, but Kenji is not. Right. Um. But in those situations when we're when we're when we have an audience, mm-hmm. your level of relaxation isn't as low as it is when you're at home mm-hmm. or when you're, you know, in a hotel room by yourself right. or something right. like that. And so I would say I never am going to have that massive squirt where it's like, holy fuck, <laughs> she just let go of a gallon of water. <laughs> right. Right. I'm not going to have that like in a public setting. Right. Whereas in a hotel room, I'm going to have it every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like one of those things where I can imagine just with pegging too. And with it being something so new yeah. for you yeah. that doing it in a public space was. Well, I mean, uh, the first couple times. Yeah. The first time or two, it definitely was. Cause I remember the first time I was at the ranch and that's when I literally just like laid down, let her get on top of me. Cause I got like two in my head about it. Um, the next time it happened, I think we were at a, I think we we're at a house party. And so it was yeah. like smaller group. It wasn't like a bunch of people mm-hmm. or anything like that. And that was when like I realized that the motion itself was like super easy. Like I was right. like, I don't know what I was thinking. Right. Um, and yeah, and it's it's been like a revolving kind of thing where like every time I've taken it just like a little bit step further, 
But then the boyfriend is the one that, because uh, at first it was girls only, girls only. This is like literally my way to play with women. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then the boyfriend was uh, curious, interested in being pegged. And that was when like it, it definitely shifted from it just being like, an occasional funny, fun part-time thing, you know, every time it was, you know, uh, convenient to actively seeking it out. Cause like it was, it was in those, it was in those times with the boyfriend where we were just at, you know, his place, there's nobody around or anything mm-hmm. like that. I felt truly connected to what I was doing. Holy okay. shit. Okay. Whereas like in a, in a party setting, I'm doing it for the art, the performance of it. Was so, the boy, I'm so, no, go ahead. Was the boyfriend the first male you've done it on? Yes. No shit. Yes. Oh my god. It was one of those, okay. like he suggested it and I was like, I don't know. And then like two weeks later, it was all I could think about trying. Huh. And so I was like, all right, well, I mean, if it's gotten, to, I mean, it wasn't from like him pushing or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. like from when he asked, it was just like, kind of like circle yeah. around and around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the first time we got to try it, it was like, it was completely different and new. And it's gotten to the point where like I can mentally orgasm from it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I can, I can. Have I was going to ask you that. Can full you have physical an sensation. Yeah. Because there's, well, and there's strap-ons now that go both ways that mm-hmm. you can so wear can it inside, inside you yeah. while you're giving them pleasure. And so I wasn't, I wasn't curious with your strap-on <laughs> collection. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll say all of mine are based at, you know, just uh, at the, at the base. Uh, you know, it's a real easy, simple setup. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's a couple of different things. It's like being presently in the, in the moment itself. And then like, there is, there's like moderate sensation on like my mound. It's mm-hmm. not like, uh-huh. it's not like a hit my clit or anything like that, but like, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely like a pressure that, you know, um, like, yeah. Yeah. And then from there, like, I don't know, like it was the first time it happened, it caught me completely by surprise. Like I didn't, I didn't realize that was coming, I, but like legs shaking, like the whole, like whole sensation nine yards. Were you doing wow. it like in the moment? Yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Is it like when he, when he orgasmed? No. Well, I mean, no. it was, it was, uh, I had like kind of lost myself in the moment. Um, what tends to happen almost every time I peg is I have what I call the Patrick Bateman moment. I'll look in the mirror and be like, yes, yes, this is right. And like, and it was right after that, that it happened. (laughs) So I don't know if that's like narcissistic or whatever, but like, that's what, and then like, so the first time completely by surprise and I was like shocked by it and it took, and like, you know, journaling, fucking, I was like, what, you know, what does this mean? And And it took me down a whole wide road of things. Um, And then I became more comfortable with the idea after it happened again. And like, I knew it was coming. So I leaned into it. And then he saw it coming. So like he, you know, he was there for it at the same time. And it was just, it was a beautiful experience. And like, I haven't, to date, I can't say that I have done it like in a party setting. Cause like I said, it's more about the performance there. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. It's more about like, I have all eyes on me and I'm like enjoying that moment. Right. But it's not like as connected. Right. And so like there, it's very, very different things. Yeah, it's amazing to know and to learn. You can have orgasms in so many different ways. Yes. I think what the eye-opening one was for me, like uh, for personally, what was Mm -hmm. eye-opening for me was Kenji was um, fucking my face one day. (laughs) Nice. And as I gagged, all of a sudden I had an orgasm and I squirted and I was like, I literally... Like his dick is in my mouth, so I can't say I just had an orgasm, but I looked up at him and he was like, did you just come? And I was like, yeah, because yeah. it was that uh-huh. intense. Yeah. And so that was the first time that I realized like, oh, I wasn't even touching myself. It wasn't like I was playing with myself. He wasn't touching me. Like I was just so into sucking his dick at that moment. Yep. And I thought it was so hot and fucking Done. orgasm. Yep. And then when we had Mistress Saskia. Yes. On was, the show. I thought that's where you're going first. Yep. Mm-hmm. When we had Mistress Saskia on the show, she would talk about how she's met, you know, she's had people that she's trained or she's seen people that have doms where a dom can literally call up his, what is it called? What's the right word for the sub? sub. sub. Sorry. Yeah. They can call up their sub and say a word and have that sub have an orgasm on command. And I was like, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I've I've seen um, like some exhibits of like, usually they tell you it involves like hypnotizing beforehand and like, you know, a whole like almost, I don't want to say grooming because that's been like placed with, with weird connotations. Yeah. Right. But it's yeah. a training. Yeah. Just like you said, I trained my virgin. It's a training. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. now I'm trained now I'm trained to the point where I can have those orgasms more often when I'm like sucking his dick or with yeah. you know, without any penetration or, or touching. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, it's definitely that, you know, uh, rec- it's partly recognizing uh when it happens and like 
you know, it, it, for everybody, it's different. You know, you, you, you can, uh, for some people, like if you think about it too much, it's not going to happen. Only, right. you know, only if you don't think about it and you're like really lost in that moment. Other people can like build themselves up mentally to like almost that break, breaking mm-hmm. point. And like, you know, one of the things I say very often is that, you know, a variety is the spice of life. And that yeah. is one yep. of the funnest things about this lifestyle is like right. the, the way that the way that the boyfriend comes and the way that the husband comes is completely different. And I love them both. Hell like, yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's, right. and it's that kind of uh, energy that, you know, definitely fuels the, the, the drive that I have to like continue down with those successes. And what's really fun um, from like the pegging standpoint is that it can be so many different things. And so like, if I know I'm going to a party, I know I'm setting myself up for this particular situation. Right. If I know that I'm, you know, if I know if I'm meeting with a boyfriend, and it doesn't happen every time with a boyfriend. I mean, you know, there's some preparation and stuff that goes mm-hmm. into it. And sometimes, right. sometimes life is busy. So, right. you know, and uh, it, but any chance that I do get to, it's really fun to kind of explore it just like a little bit further and a little bit deeper. Um, and he's. Have, have you got to explore it with anybody else besides boyfriend? Uh, any other any males? Other male. Any other males? No, not yet. Okay. Um, there's. Uh, I mean, I've I've honestly thought about maybe extending the the hall pass to somebody else, but if if that were the case, it'd probably be like purely a pegging like experience, oh, yeah. and that's incredibly hard to find. Right? Um, right. Yeah, because like I, you know, people want reciprocation in certain ways, and so like I basically would be looking for a gay man and then convincing them that even though I'm a woman, to try it out. Yeah. So like it, it's a it's an uphill struggle. Mm-hmm. But you're sure. Trish. You're not a, you're not just a woman. You're a woman. <laughs> that has a gay man inside of her. Yeah. <laughs> you got this, huh? You got this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, like there's, you know, there's definitely a fantasy on the fuck it list where, you know, go like that one night stand thing is more of like me pegging just a random person who'd be into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like... Shit, the bar that we were at, I'm sure you could find at least a, a handful of guys there. <laughs> you know what the awesome one of my thing is? Is like pegging is like the best covid friendly yeah, yeah. sexual right like you could straight put up a well, full I mean, body condom on <laughs> <laughs> well i mean even even from a standpoint of like stds it's the safest way to play right. and that's right. i think that's one of the reasons like another reason why i like it so much mm-hmm. is because like i know that it's being completely safe like you're not going to get anything from this plastic right <laughs> so right and on top of that you put a condom on it i do still put condoms on it because nothing wrong with yeah, that though because you, know, you know dude safe so yeah, exactly. They could transfer something it's on way there. Easier, yeah, it's way easier to clean it if I knew the condom was on it in the first place. That's right. And yeah, so. Which breaks another misconception of the lifestyle, and that is STDs. Honestly, we have the lowest testing rate of people with STDs because we get tested so often. Right. Mm-hmm. And because we know that we're in this lifestyle, we're, we take extra steps, yeah. you know, like putting condoms on yes. a strap on. Yes. And so, or putting condoms on a Sibian or exactly. you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And so we take those extra steps that people might not necessarily take if they're just randomly having a one night stand right. and, and this isn't what they're used to all the time. Right. Like right. we bring a bag of shit when we're going to parties. <laughs> this yeah. is not like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got right. Bring yeah, your you own shit. Yeah. You got to prep. <laughs> Yep. You know, and, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. No. And like, and since uh, I think for probably a solid year now, I have I have two kits. I have one strap on that I uh, leave with the boyfriend, just so that way I don't have to worry about uh, bringing the other one. And then I have one that I basically carry around in my everyday backpack, you're just fucking, in case anything. Yeah. You're mobile. You're mobile. <laughs> <laughs> just in case it shall arise. You know, I'm more. Right. You know, like oh, the, yeah. boy, the Boy Scouts always be prepared. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's my shit too. Hell yeah, Trish. That's how I feel about my vibrator. Right. Right. I slide it in my purse, and when I'm at H spot. Can yeah. masturbate and just pull it wherever, right out. Yeah, wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So circling back to what he said a little bit ago about like, you know, him always wanting me to have better and like that being the mm-hmm. thing. Uh-huh. Um, that in and of itself is sort of compersion, but like in the way that him and I differ greatly is like the amount of detail each of us wants to know. Yeah. Like I said, I want to know everything. I want to yeah. know, you know, like tell me how you felt. Tell me, you know, what, you know, did she giggle? That kind of thing. Um, he's just happy to know that I'm taken care of. Hell yeah. Right. But yeah, like that's, that's still a, yeah, that, that's yeah. still a two way street and it's still compersion either way you look, because yeah. like the idea of us like we're getting joy from something else and our partners enjoying our enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. That right. is mm-hmm. that's key to what conversion is, that's whether it be sexual or not. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like that, like it's really fun to kind of play in that way, because I know that he's not looking for details, but that's again, where like the journaling and the best friend comes ah, in because that's where I can share those details. Cause right. You know, and there are some people who are willing to listen and when not, it's, you know, just a nice little writing format. 
How long have you been keeping your journal for? Ooh, um, good was, question. <laughs> was, it, was it even like before? No, no. Okay. Um, it, it started after. Um, so originally, I, I'm trying to write a nonfiction book about, uh, you know, the, the lessons I live by, like the silver linings and things like that. Okay. And so it started as an offshoot from that. And I want to say it was definitely before the pandemic started. Um, <laughs> so 20, maybe early 2019, um, was when I started it and okay. I can't tell you how long it is now cause it's on the phone. So oh, yeah. it's just like oh, yeah. this scroll. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And it's just like it's every something time I've never thought about it. I know. Right. It, that's what I, I, when you said that, I was like, what the fuck? Well, I've, heard of like, I've ever heard of it. Like the little black book. I've heard of guys in their oh, little black yeah. book <laughs> where they, you know, write down or take note of all their conquests. You right, know, right. I hooked up with Names Kelly and... on, you know, Tuesday and, <laughs> you know, and we had everything. We had anal. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you have your little black books. Mm -hmm. And I've heard of that with a lot of guys, but I've never heard of a sex journal. And I love that idea. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a great way to kind of like work out some of the feelings that I have that I know that like, you know, like the husband doesn't want to know the nitty gritty of like, you know, the, the complicated bits and pieces of this part of the relationship and so or like you know maybe and like you know we talk about everything but there's still some things that like i'm uncomfortable telling him about you know just because right. like you know he doesn't necessarily need to know like uh certain feelings and whatnot if mm -hmm. they if they don't really concern our life together mm -hmm. and so like that's where you know just having that and then yeah that and having the gay best friend just to be like girl let me dish you know like i've got stuff to say <laughs> You got to hear about this. <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. Um, but yeah. And like, it's been, thank you. Uh, it's been a good, like a good run of, you know, just uh, the feelings and stuff that, that have come about as well as, you know, you know, like if I have a really good time with, with the husband out on, in a party, mm -hmm. I'll, you know, pretty much go beat by beat how that, oh, goes, how yeah. that went and like how I was feeling when, when I saw him do this and da, 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 da. Um, and then, yeah, like it's, or like if, uh, me and the boyfriend try something new, okay. you know, I'll journal about that. And it's, it's a really great way to just kind of feel out my feelings as well as, you know, kind of just get out of the system of like, I need to share it with somebody. Is right? it, is it just like a sex stuff or is it like, Hey, we went on a fucking date and this fucking couple oh my god you know is there's it been, shit like that too there's you know? been, yeah there's been a couple of them where i'm just like you know Benji. after yeah after this date this is how things went kind of deal but more more often than not it is i say the 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 document is titled uh the sex life of a non-binary person oh okay. okay and so like it, it all of the and like if i ever have anything else to say i have like three or four yeah. other like journal kind of stuff that set up. Oh, so shit. I have it all organized into different things. <laughs> the time you have when you have no fucking kids. Right. <laughs> Fuck, yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you do all day? I journal. Yeah, journal. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. And like my idea is to kind of help culminate all of these into that, you know, that non-fictional book about, you know, living by silver linings and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still in the, um, like rough draft stage. Oh, like yeah. I'm just trying to get my thoughts out there and, you know, get them lined up. Um, but having, having it definitely, uh, and it's really fun because like an experience will happen and immediately I'll be like, I need to, I need to write this down, but like, I won't have time to write it down like right then and there. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, it's usually like I'll get to work 15, 20 minutes early, break it out and just while just I'm sitting there. Down. Yeah. While I'm having a cigarette, just like, you know, and then like, Oh, time to go in and save it, you know? And so like, it's, it's, um, just something I pick up when I know I have 20 minutes or so to like jot something down. Okay. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, cause the other, the other part of it's like fighting procrastination, you know, like I really mm -hmm. want to write this book, but Reddit and all these other distractions and things. Right. <laughs> so yeah, but at least with the, the sex journal specifically, it's like an event has happened. I will record this event sometime in the next, usually it's like within 48 hours. Okay. And yeah. Well, it's still fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, Hell thanks yeah. for coming and sharing. Thank you. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, Trish. I had a fun time. Absolutely. <laughs> if you guys want to check out more of Monogamish, head over to our website, monogamishpodcast.com. Oh, yeah. And make sure you check out our YouTube where you can watch all of our podcasts. Oh, watch that's, out now. That's a new thing for this season or last season. One of the two seasons. Oh, you started yeah. season two. Season two. Yeah. So well, if you want to watch our podcast instead of listen to it, head over to YouTube and check us out. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe and then you'll be notified at every time time that we have a podcast that comes out oh yeah <laughs> anything that i'm forgetting 
Spotify, um, Patreon. Breaker. We're also on Pandora officially. You want officially, to... finally. Yeah, I took it for. Well, we've been on. Apparently, we've been on for a while. I just they never notified me. Oh, okay. buckers. Well, huh? You know where to find us? Spotify, Pandora. Bro, mm-hmm. What was the other one you did? Breaker, uh, Breaker. Radio Public. And iHeartRadio. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to see some like special content, go over to Patreon. Yep. yep. Check out our Patreon. You can see mm-hmm. some behind the scenes exclusives. Some ex- Are you going to sit on our pink couch and give us a... Yeah, definitely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 A Heck couch yeah. confessional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Ishes, you know where to find us. Head over to our website. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, Ishes. Thank you.